welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we're gonna to spend a little bit of time talking about his blood is on us and our children. This is a fascinating insight that I came across as I was reading through in my, uh, my reading for the year, and this is from Matthew 27. Let's go ahead and read it, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about it. So this is Pilate trying to release Jesus because he's like, yeah, there's no reason to accuse this guy. And so uh, he, sa he calls out and he says, when Pilate saw that he was accomplishing nothing, attempting to release Jesus, but rather that a riot was starting, he took water, washed his hands in front of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to that yourselves. And the people said, his blood shall be on us and our children. And so he re re released Barabbas for them, but after having Jesus scored, she handed him over to be crucified. So let's go ahead and talk about a few elements around this scripture. First and foremost, uh, I've talked about this in the past. It's worth bringing up again, the problem of following the crowds. Maybe this is why I'm more of a loner sometimes. Actually, even where I'm at right now is starting to become overtaken by RVs. There's a, a convention for RVers in the nearby town here, and all sorts of people are coming in, and many of them are really cool guys, and some of them are just like, holy man, a brain cell would like to have a friend now. Um, there was a guy who stopped out of the van yesterday and a guy literally just stopped and set up camp in the middle of the road. Well, when you're following the crowd, you tend to do stupid things. Remember, when Christ came in, first coming into the road into Jerusalem, and he comes in there... Uh, he's riding on the back of the donkey. People are putting down the palm branches. They're saying, Hosanna to the highest. Here Jesus comes in and this whole crowd is shouting, Hosanna to the highest, Hosanna to the highest. And it's like, yeah. It's like all of the, the regular stuff in the church. Whoa, you know, because everyone else is doing it. You may as well go ahead and get all, all fancy dancy yourself. Um, but then only a week later, understand this, as you're reading the Gospels, that triumphal entry happened one week prior to the trial before Pilate, where the whole crowd now is yelling, crucify him. So what compelling arguments brought this crowd from one hand saying, hey, Hosanna to the highest to crucify him? Well, because the mob mentality had taken over. But as part of this and the weird sovereignty of how God works, we want to talk about that because God is so sovereign. I mean, this is a God who used a donkey of a false prophet to deliver a real prophecy to bless a nation instead of cursing it like the king was paying him to do. What? Yeah, that's from Numbers 22 with Balaam. Read through that whole story. God uses Balaam as part of his prophecy to bless the Israelites despite also calling Balaam a false prophet. Very interesting and telling circumstances. And so these are some of the things that we need to think about um, as, we, as we're looking around. So in this whole group, God... He knows that Christ is going to die, and Christ is God. We have God the Father, God the, the Son, God the Holy Spirit, okay? So God the Father knows what's going on. Even God the Son knows what's going on. 
And he's coming in, and he is, in the, the words of, of Titus chapter 2, he gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed, okay? That is what it says there at the end of Titus 2. Uh, talk about Christ redeeming for himself a people of his own possession, zealous for good deeds. And so what's happening here is this whole crowd is screaming, crucify him. He's like, there's no cause. Pilate says there's no cause to crucify this righteous man. They say, let his blood be on us and our children. That is an interesting parallel because Christ's blood is on everybody and everybody's children through all generations. The question is, what have you done with that blood? If you say his blood be on us and our children, and you mock him, you're one of many who put him up on the cross, mocked him, going, <laughs> let's see him come down. Come on down if you're really God. His blood is on your hands. You are guilty of putting him to death, just as you are guilty for every other sin that you commit. We are all guilty of committing sins. That is the whole point of the gospel, to hold us accountable. But for those people who have placed their trust in him, his blood is also on us, but in a different way. You see, part of Christ's blood is the penalty of our sin. Part of Christ's blood the pure part, the part that is for us, the part that is for the elect, is about redeeming us. When we have placed our trust in Christ, we have handed over our sins, we have confessed those sins to him, and we said, I want to sin no more. Okay? When that is what happens, then what we have happening in there is that his blood is also on us. His blood is on us in such that we are covered. Our sin is handled. We are not going to experience the wrath of God because we are covered by his blood. So the ultimate question, the ultimate point of the gospel is this. Are you mocking Christ? In which case, his blood is on your hands. The death of Christ, among every other sin that all humanity creates, or you specifically are a sinner, is upon you. If all of that occurs, okay, and then you sit there and mock God. God doesn't exist. I don't believe in God. And you can believe what you want. There is, I don't believe in God. Well, he believes in you. You are guilty for your sins. In the same way that all of those people were guilty for calling for Christ's death. But God in his ultimate sovereignty knew exactly what was going on. He caused everything that was going on. And then what ended up happening is Christ was sacrificed to redeem us from our lawless deeds. And those of us who placed our trust in him are also covered by his blood. But it is the blood of salvation. It is the blood of redemption. It is the blood of grace. It is the blood of propitiation. The satisfying of the penalty of God. Such that we no longer experiencing it when we place our trust in him. So this is an interesting element here. How little did these people know when they're shouting out, His blood be on us and our children. Yes. And if you have not confessed your sins, you are culpable for your sins. If you have trusted in Christ, his blood is also on us. 
in the propitiation of our sins. So keep that in mind as a subtle reminder. We have to look at the sin in our lives and we have to give it up to God and be like, I'm done. I'm done with the sin in my life. I'm done with all of the unrighteousness. I'm done with all of this. These are the things that we need to do. So hopefully this message has helped you uh, to understand that, yeah, when we're all calling out, we're all calling for mob rule, sometimes stupid things happen. God and his sovereignty will redeem the people that call on his name. So call on his name today if you have not already done so. Trust in Christ and that blood, instead of being sin on you, will instead be purity on you. Place your trust in Christ today. Thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Have a look over the website at ourwalkingchrist.com and we will see you guys a little bit later. Thanks for coming along and hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.